Let's roll. All righty. Good morning. Good morning. I thank you, Lord, for exponential elevation. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the eyes to see the harvest. I also thank you, Lord, for giving us the will, the power, the grace, the gratitude, the strength, and the courage to grab the harvest that's before us. This I ask in your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. Amen, amen. All right, y'all. We're getting started again today. We know where we left off yesterday. Uh, for those who joined us for the very first time, second time, third time, I hope you're on time, um, we drew a triangle. And we drew that triangle because we want you all to have a physical, visual um, illustration of how we have figured out this success formula, one of the success formulas. There's many success formulas, but this is one of the many success formulas. You know, you have triangles, you have squares, you got circles, you got parallelograms, you got all types of trapezoids and all those types of things. But this is just one of the success uh, formulas that we figured out that, that we believe will help you to balance your family, your faith, and your mind. Uh, and at the top of that triangle, we ask you to put on there Jeremiah 29 and 11. Uh, and at the second part of the triangle, we ask you to put John 10 and 10. And the third part of the triangle, we ask you to put Romans 12 and 2. And we're tying those three together because we believe that there is a correlation between those three scriptures and the success that you have in your family, your faith, and your finances. And we believe that as you understand the correlation and you begin to comprehend it, and when you get to totally comprehend it, you can then begin to apply it. After you begin to apply it, you begin to experience what the world will do. And then after you experience it enough, what's going to happen is you're going to come into manifestation. Manifestation is the ownership portion. That's when you begin to live it in your life. You begin to live it out every single day of your life. And does it get tough to live it out? Yes, it does. That's how we prepared you with three different scriptures that have a correlation, that have a relationship. Now, inside of that triangle, we ask you to put you and God because we want you to begin to see how if you are connected to that same exact word, that the word is speaking, then you're going to get the full effects of the word. So as you know, in Jeremiah 29 11, we ask you to put your name. I've been talking about this in there for at least six, seven months about, you know, Jeremiah 29 11 and how you got to take it and make it, make it yours, how you have to own it. And you have to begin to build around that, that belief that Jeremiah 29 11 is for you. You know, as you're reading Jeremiah 29 and 11, it's simply stating, you know, well, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Wherever you see the word you, you place your name, plans to prosper you, whoever your name is, and not to harm you, whoever your name is, uh, plans to give you, well, yes, you again, your name, uh, hope, and you a future. So if you begin to read it as that, then you begin to read it and write it. It's not just important just reading it. We want you to write it down because when you write it down, something happens. Something happens that you can see your name written in the Word. That's important, y'all. It's very important. So we're giving this thing to you visually so that you can have the same blueprint for success, that same formula, because you can't, you can't start off area if you don't have the proper 
information. If you don't have the base times the height, you can't solve. You don't have one of those. If you have the area, but you don't have the height, but you have the base, you can solve it. So we're giving you the parts of the puzzle that if you don't have one of these three things, you can figure the other part out. You just need two of them just to be able to figure the third one out. We gave you on Jeremiah 29.11 on yesterday a scripture that is in direct sync with that. That gives you proof that Jeremiah 29.11 is true. Because what we're going to do is give you the Bible so that you can read the Bible for yourself and you can say, wow, I see that now. Dr. Moore used to always say, I'm going to show you something you've never seen before. Well, he definitely did that. And now uh, I'm showing you all something that you've never seen before. I'm showing you how the correlation of the word can help you to balance your family, your faith, and your finance. So in Jeremiah 29, 11, we gave you Genesis 1 and 26. Genesis 1 and 26 was what we call a secondary scripture, a secondary scripture that helps to reinforce Jeremiah 29 and 11. See, as you're reading Genesis 1 and 26, you're understanding who the creator creator is. You're understanding why he created you, why he declared in Jeremiah 29 and 11 that he was going to prosper you. Because what he did from a mission was he created you a specific person, a unique person, a person with a with a DNA that's not like anybody else's DNA. Your fingerprint is not like anybody else's fingerprint. I don't care who you are, even if you're twin. Your fingerprint still is not, not the same. So you gotta think about that. He created you in his image. And not just his in his image, in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's so like those three triangles because he comes in three, y'all. I recognized that yesterday is that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are in all three of these, these uh, points here that we've been talking about. So that Genesis 1 and 26 lets you know that he gives you dominion. He gives you dominion over all the things. Therefore, you have the power. You have the power to control your destiny. You have the power to bring joy and peace and happiness and balance and good health and great wealth into your life. Why? Because he's already created you, and then he declared to you that he would prosper you, that he would not bring any harm, that he would give you hope in the future. So, I mean, what word are you going to listen to? You're going to listen to the devil's word, you're going to listen to his word. So as you begin to read this thing, you begin to get it. So where's the word you covered that on yesterday? That's right. And repetition, the mother of knowledge, until you get it into your subconscious, until you get it into your super subconscious, then you don't have it. So what, how, what you mean? See, sometimes you can hear something, but you don't understand it. Therefore, you never apply it. Therefore, you never experience it. Therefore, it never becomes part of your lifestyle. See, understanding the word becomes a part of a lifestyle. It becomes that the understanding. So repetition gives us understanding because you're being taught. See, the reason why sometimes you don't get good grades for kids, you don't get good grades for school, is they hear something one time and they think they got it. No, you don't get it the first time. The first time is just in your it's in your it's in your awareness stage. The second time you hear it, it's in your conscious stage. Then the third time you hear it, it's in your subconscious. The fourth time you hear it, it gets into your super subconscious. Only if you write it down. Do you, do you see the chance where it comes in there? When you write it down, it goes into your super subconscious. Because then you are at the point where you can believe it and you can pull from it. So that's why I keep going over the same thing and going back and rehashing because sometimes there's some folks who slow 
I know, I know. I was one of the slow ones. I'm telling you, the Lord told me I was slow. He said, man, you slow. I said, yes, Lord. He said, yes, I know too. He said, but guess what? When a slow one get it, he got it. So, so I don't mind being slow. I don't mind being repetitious. I don't mind covering some of the same things over again until you get this thing into your subconscious. Because then you're going to be able to fully experience it. So today, I'm just going to cover one additional, one additional scripture that's going to help you. And we talked about John 10 and 10, and we know what happens in John 10 and 10. See, a lot of times people don't want to hear that the thief is going to come and steal, kill, and destroy. You don't want to hear that. You don't want to hear that. And the reason why you don't want to hear that is because you're saying it's going to be all good. Well, it ain't all good all the time. It's just not going to be all good. There's going to be a storm. There's going to be snow. There's going to be sleep. There's going to be hell. There's going to be rain. There's going to be sunshine. There's going, going to be cloudy days. And there'll be all types of days. So you have to be prepared for whatever the day presents. You have to be able to pull into the word to get out of that day that which you need to survive it. Do you know what I'm saying? Someday you wake up on the wrong side of the bed. You're like, oh, Lord, what's going on? It's best to get back in the bed and roll over the other side. That's the best thing you can get up, roll over, just roll, pretend like you're rolling over to the other side. Because you can decide what side of the bed you want to get up on. You can decide to get up at the foot, you get up on the side, left side, right side. And sometimes you go over the backboard. I mean, you sometimes you It depends on where your bed is. You got to go over that backboard because that's going to be a day where it's going to be rough. You got to say, look, I'm taking it. I'm going to the rough side. I'm going to the rough side of the mountain today. Here we go. With John 10 and 10, I want you to write down Ephesians. Ephesians. Now, the reason why I want you to write down Ephesians because I want you to understand that this is going to help you with John 10 and 10. Okay? Here we go. Where you are in Ephesians, but I'm really in a certain part of Ephesians that I think is necessary. And I think you you got to write 10 through 17. you got to write 10 through 17. I wanted to just kind of give you a one, but I just don't think it's possible. I don't think it's possible to give you one. So you got to write Ephesians 10, okay? So far, Ephesians 6, 10 through 17. you all got to write that. Ephesians 6, 10 through 17. See, I, 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 I try try to just kind of do a summation, but it's not possible. It's not possible because each one of these scriptures here really helps to bring the message home of enforcing this triangular relationship. We know that in John 10 and 10, the thief comes to do what? To steal, to kill, and to destroy. He comes to do all three. He, and he don't just say, I'm going to do, I'm going to steal or kill, or destroy. No, 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 no. It doesn't say that. It says that thief comes to steal and kill and destroy. He said, but I have come that you will have life and have it more abundantly or to the full, to the maximum. See, if you understand that the thief is going to come, it's part of the triangle, y'all. It's part of the triangle. It's part of the equation. You can't take that out of the equation because if you do, you're going to have a false belief that things are going to be all good all the time. They're not. We talked to you all yesterday about being a bitter butterfly. Every time, everything ain't going to be good. But you got to be better. You got to be a better butterfly. And as you get better, then you become really, really good. You got to make that determination that you're going to be better. So here we are with Ephesians 6. 
10 through 17. Because this is the support system for John 10 and 10. Because when you know something's going to happen, you've got to have what you call an antidote. You've got to have an antidote. What is an antidote? An antidote is something that solves a problem that exists. When you get a, a, a certain thing, you've got to get you to get you to go to the doctor and get a, get a shot. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you've got to get a shot. Because what? That's the antidote for whatever that disease is, whatever that mental mindset. So this is the antidote for whenever John 10 and 10 appears on the front side. You have to remember what's on the back side. Yes, for well, he has come that we will have life and have it more abundantly. I have it to the full. But you also got to remember Ephesians 6. Let me help you read it. I want you to get this thing because it's so important. I want you to write it down. I want you to go to it. You draw on your triangle underneath that triangle. Now you have Jeremiah 29 11. On the top of that, put down Genesis 1 and 26. This is the second part. I'm going to do the third part tomorrow. Under John 10 and 10, you're going to put Ephesians 6, 10 through 17. We're reading some of it to you so you can really get this thing. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. That's what it says right there. That's what it says in 10. Finally. It says finally. Because when the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy that Ephesians 6 wakes you up and says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. See, it doesn't just say one thing. It says, be strong in the Lord, and then it turns around and gives you another antidote. And in his mighty power. Because what he's going to help you to do, this is going to be so good this morning, what he's going to help you do, that when the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, he's saying, listen, you got the power if you and me. That's what it says right there. If you got the power if you and me. Now, who did I tell you to write on the center of that triangle? I told you to write you and God. I told you to write that down. So I want you to continue to see the correlation of what we're doing here. This thing is so good. But if you miss this, you're going to miss the formula. And you're not going to be able to solve some problems in your life. That's why this word is so powerful, y'all. I ain't got to yell at screaming anymore because it's so, it's so clear. I mean, it's just so clear. So here you go with Ephesians 6. Finally, do what? Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Here we go. This is part of that. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's scheme. Ooh, this is, this ain't a supporting fact, a supporting document that supports why John 10 and 10 can be overcome. It's telling you right here to be strong. Then it's telling you to put on the full armor, not part armor, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Do you all see this right here, y'all? Because, see, the devil knows that he can fool you. He knows that. He knows that. The devil very smart, very smart. He said, if I can just fool you, then what I'm going to do is I'm going I'm I'm to let you think that you got it going on all the time and all things are all good all the time. So if I can just get you to believe that things are going to be all good all the time, then you get into this, what we call falsified uh, belief, because things ain't going to be good, all good, all the time. But at the same time, even though they're not all good all the time, you still got to count it all joy. 
It says it in the Bible. You've got to still count on joy, but it's difficult to count on joy if you don't stay strong. What? In the Lord, and you believe in his mighty power. And if you don't put on the full arm of God, you can't take up. You read it this way. Don't put on the full arm of God, and you cannot stand against that devil's schemes. Read it however you want to. I'm just, I'm just giving it. You read it how you want to interpret it. Because if you don't stand, if you don't be strong, if you don't understand his mighty power, then there's a, there's a direct or an adverse reaction to that. The penicillin doesn't work, y'all. The, 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 the antidote don't work. You know, Superman had a had something where every time Superman got beat down, they 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 they, they hit him with kryptonite, and kryptonite was like, you know, it's the thing that that he had he had to fight against that kryptonite. He made him weak, so he can think that kryptonite because it'll make him weak. And what it's saying right here is that be strong, get away from that kryptonite. So what we're doing is giving you word that can help you to understand this thing. So it says here, put on the full more God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. So here we go, here we go, number 12. For our struggle is not against the flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the, the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. That means there's some, there's some evil things that y'all that's just dwelling out there. It ain't all good. And to, to, to make you think that it's going to be all good all the time, that wouldn't be right. That would be a lie. So you got to know that there's little, little what they call clouds of evil <laughs> up in the heavens. You know what I'm saying? Little clouds. You know, you see the clouds. Sometimes it's a cloudy day, and you see the clouds up there, and they're dark. You know, they're, they're dark clouds. So you got to be careful when you watch those dark clouds. I mean, it's just shelter. You know what I'm saying? When a when 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 thunderstorm is coming, you're just going to see dark clouds. Sometimes you'll see a thunderstorm and it's a white cloud in the sky and it's beautiful blue sky. No, 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 no. The dark clouds come in. The dark clouds come in and you begin to see those dark clouds. And you begin to say, okay, yep, 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 yep. And then to get shelter. It says it right there. It says it right there, y'all. It says be strong. It says be strong. I hope y'all read the same word. I don't read it from the NIV. So I want y'all to get this. I want y'all to get this. I'll tell you, I'm going to give it to you. Let me just drop the mic because I want you to study it for yourself. I want you to study this correlation that we're talking about. All right? It says, for our struggle is not against the flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Here we go. Here's 13 year old. Therefore, it keeps just going on. When you look at words, the words, they begin to give you a feeling of hope. Therefore, you know therefore means? They're like, okay, now, since I'm telling you this, then you need to do this next thing because I've already told you what's happening, all right, and you need to pay attention to the instructions. It says, therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, ooh, wait, I hope you all see that. When the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand. Oh, and i got to read that again because y'all, sometimes you miss something. It says, therefore, that means, okay, so she know that the devil is coming to steal, kill, and destroy. You know that already, right? Yeah, because I've seen John 10 and 10. This is, supporting, this is a supporting document for John 10 and 10. It gives you more strength, more power, more understanding that you're going to make it. 
It says, therefore, it's telling you exactly what to do. See, that's how you figure out the formula. And as soon as you have a problem, you go to the solution. You go to the formula. What we're giving you all is this triangular relationship between Jeremiah 29:11, John 10 and 10, and Romans 12 and 2. See, all of this ties in. But you've got to be able to go to the formula, and then you've got to have deductive thinking. Okay, the way I solve this problem is I do this. This, this, this is what I learned. This is what I learned. See, my daughters, they taught me how to take that test. I thought I had a few know, this SAT and this. Uh, I took the, the test for uh, a broker's license, and it's called the Series 6 and Series 63. But... I did not I did not take that test until after my daughter had come from this place called Supercamp. And I was studying, you know, trying to do the best I could. I was trying to just study because I said, well, I got to get a, I gotta pass the test. Uh, and then they had went and they had learned. I mean, the course was very expensive for them to go to this, this camp called Supercamp because what they do is they taught them different teaching methods. And one of the things they did was they, they, they showed them how to take the SAT, how to have deductive thinking and begin to go through a problem and solve that problem faster. And I didn't have that type. I just went to SAT class when I was in SAT. I think I scored maybe 700 on the SAT. That was total combined with the math and the comprehension. I mean, that was, that was, low. That was real low. Now, what they taught them in SuperCamp was this. They said if there's four answers, A, B, C, and D, don't try to figure out which one is right. Huh? I said, what do you mean they taught y'all how? To? They said, yeah, Daddy, this is what they taught us. They said, you don't try to figure out which one is right because if you try to figure out which one is right, you got to go through every problem, A, B, C, and D. They said that what you have to do is you got to figure out which one just don't make no sense first. They said, think about the ones that just don't, just don't, just don't even fit. Okay, get rid of them first. I said, what you mean? I wouldn't go through problem A and B and C and D and try to figure it out and get the answer. They said, no, that it takes too long. You don't have to have time. So you got to first figure out, hey, what's wrong? Which ones just don't fit? Take those two out. So if you got A, B, C, and D, B and B and uh, A and B just don't work. They just don't make no sense whatsoever. So all you got left is C and D. They said automatically you increase your chances of getting the right answers by 50% when you deduct the ones that just don't make no sense. And then of the two, you then decide of the two which doesn't have. I'm thinking myself, well, don't you think you just don't wish do work? No, 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 Daddy. The one that doesn't have something in it that's going to work to your formula, then that's the one that's not going to work either. And you're down, you got a 75% chance of getting the right answer. Oh, but this is good here, y'all. This is good. So they said automatically you increase the chances of having deductive thinking. You put down the ones that's not going to work, period. Just just go through that, that, that that's not going to work because it has this in it. That's not going to work. That's gonna, no way that can work. No way that Okay, now, they said even when you get down to the last one, right, A, B, C, and D, you chose you D, right, they said the worst thing you could do the worst thing you can do is guess. I said, what? They said, it is better not to guess because that counts more against you in the total sum than your deductive thinking is. 
You said if you if you if you boil it down to the one that's twenty five percent and you know, but if you said you just don't know, they said don't guess. Because it lowers your score. I said to myself, My goodness, see what they taught me in that class was how to study. If I want to take that series six and series sixty three test, y'all, do you know I passed? I got a seventy, but all you needed was a seventy to pass. I passed the test. Nobody gonna ask me if you broke it like me, what grade did you make? I passed because what? They taught me how to study. So what we're doing right now is we're giving you the the, the, the understanding. We're giving you that thinking that gives you the understanding of how to solve problems in your life. So as we're finishing up here, I'm telling you this, Ephesians 6 and, and, and 10, I can't even get through it all today because what? I told you this thing is going to take some time for you to have understanding. And comprehension is the first step. So I'm going to read this last part. Therefore, put on the full arm of God so that when the day of evil comes, it tells you that in John 10 and 10. That's why this is a supporting document to let you know. It tells you again and again. If you keep telling you again and again, something's going to happen. It's going to happen. You may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, everything, y'all, to stand. You have to do it all to stand. You can't do part of it to stand. You can't do it all. That's why the formula is going to work for you because what? You're going to recognize Jeremiah 29 and 11. You're going to recognize John 10 and 10. You're going to recognize Romans 12 and 2. Then you're going to have supporting document in Genesis 1 and 26 and further supporting document in Ephesians 6, 10 through 17. Ooh, wait, I ain't going to read the rest of it to y'all. I'm going to stop right there on 14. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm gonna stop on thirteen because I want you to get this tomorrow. I'm gonna go into the second part of it because I want you to. I want you to marinate it. I want it to marinate. Mm-mm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hit you over the head with it. No, 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 no. I'm gonna take it slow and easy. Slow and easy. It's six thirty-one. Read it. Be ready tomorrow. Now next Monday we're gonna be off. Next Monday. So tomorrow we're gonna be on, but next Monday we're gonna be off. So I'm letting y'all know ahead of time. We're going to be on tomorrow, but we're going to be off on Monday. So y'all get ready, but I'm leaving you right there with Ephesians 6, 10 through 17. Read the rest of yourself and be prepared to come to class. And invite somebody to class, y'all, so they can hear the word too. Ramona, take us out. That's it. Boom. Drop the mic. All righty. I thank you, Lord, for exponential elevation. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the eyes to the harvest. I also thank you, Lord, for giving us the will, the power, the grace, the gratitude, the strength, and the courage to grab the harvest as before us. This I ask in your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. All right, all right, all right. All All right, y'all. Have a wonderful day. Have a great day. day. All right.